Welcome to the Holistic Psychiatrist Podcast, a place for inspiration, insight, and information on holistic mental health. Join your host, Dr. Alice Lee, and discover critical information on safe, effective psychiatric medication withdrawal. Explore new ideas that enlighten and expand the mind with cutting-edge authors and experts, along with former patients as they share their miraculous healing journeys. It's time to build your well-being from the thought up. It's time for the Holistic Psychiatrist Podcast. Here's your host, Dr. Alice Lee. Hello and welcome to the Holistic Psychiatrist Podcast, where building well-being from the thought up creates miraculous healing journeys. I'm your host, Dr. Alice Lee, the holistic psychiatrist practicing in Lehigh, Utah. Today, I'm really excited to introduce to you my guest, Dilcia. I started working with Dilcia when I was just a novice in the field of holistic psychiatry. I wanted to invite her to our podcast because I wanted her to share how her life has evolved since our encounter and to let people also have hope in terms of the holistic approach when it comes to treating actually quite severe bipolar disorder. So the purpose of our podcast today is to help you understand that it's possible to remain free from bipolar disorder for the rest of your life when you apply the principles of holistic psychiatry. Delcia initially came to me when she was in high school. It was her first episode. It was quite severe. And she's going to share that with us about what she encountered. And then she came back about two years later because at that point she was ready to the holistic approach. Now she is a busy mother of three working two jobs. And we wanted to share with you her successes along the way her struggles initially, her growth and wisdom that she's gained through her many experiences. So, Dilcia, welcome to our podcast. I'm really grateful that I was able to find you after all these years and be able to connect with you and have you share your amazing story with our podcast audience. I thank you very much for inviting me and searching for me because... (laughs) I move. Yeah, I know it wasn't easy getting a hold of me, but I'm very <laughs> happy and I, I really love to share my experience so that other families can also have peace of mind knowing that this is not something that you have to keep forever. All those really bad symptoms, they can't be controlled mm-hmm. with the holistic approach. Right. Let's just begin by sharing with everyone how we first met and where we were at the time that we encountered each other. I was introduced to functional medicine in 2002, and I was introduced to energy medicine in February of 2003. By the end of 2003, I had just barely integrated these two new fields into my toolbox. So you came into my world at that point, and I was quite naive about how much more I needed to learn, but I was very eager to use those tools to help everyone who came into my office. So tell me a little bit about how you came in to my practice the very first time. Well, I came in 
into your practice because I had no idea how my stepmother found out that you were working more naturally. She took me to two other doctors and I remember those were the two doctors giving me medicines that they were going to counter the effects. So she didn't like that. So she decided to find something or somebody else that could help me more natural mm -hmm. in a natural approach. So she brought me over to your office. I was very hesitant. I was not ready. So my mom made me pretty much come over. And she was explaining to me how and why she was bringing me to you and what kind of work or what kind of health services I was going to get from you. But I was not ready. I was just late-blooming teenager that was not ready to do what mom said. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just finished a podcast with Jack Rome. And we often have conversations about different interesting issues. And our last podcast that we just finished is all about what helps people to be successful in their holistic treatment. And one of them was not to let your mom be the one that forces you to come, but that you choose to do it yeah. and have faith in the process. So that wasn't something that you were ready for. And I think the reason why this is something you need to clarify for the audience is that it was your first episode. You didn't really understand bipolar disorder at that time. You thought, you know, it happened one time and probably will never come back again. Why do all this work to keep it away or whatever? But tell us about how well you were doing before that episode. I remember just being very happy, normal child because I would go back to my country. I'm originally from Honduras. I would go every summer and spend the summer with my friends in Honduras. And so it was normal. I would go spend my summer over there, come back to school, like many of us do, go to summer camp. I would go to summer camp like a normal teenager. But, you know, the I guess the hormone change. And I was very blessed to have a mother that was willing to help me and not give up because of my stubbornness and not yet readiness for me that I was not ready to get the treatment, but my mom did not give up. So I'm very thankful that she did not give up mm -hmm. to all the mothers. Do not give up. <laughs> Even That's though great. we're not ready, don't give up. Well, you were a straight A student, if I remember right. You did well in school. When that happened, it was like a catastrophic event in your life. Can you share with the audience some of the symptoms that you initially experienced as you struggled with bipolar? Yes, my symptoms hit me really tough. And I guess I was not noticing any of the symptoms or I did not want it to accept the symptoms. But it got to a point where they became very tough to handle the maniac. I had a lot of anxiety and that turned into maniac episodes where I would just be very acting just out of the ordinary. I tried to strangle my sister. I tried to beat my father because the symptoms I had rage in me 
that it was very, I couldn't control it. And it was primarily the anger and rage in me, but I did not know as a teenager, the hormones and the rage, I just did not know how to handle them. Mm-hmm. There was a point, if I remember, where you became suicidal. And also there was a point, I remember you said that you were hallucinating your dead mother at that time. Mm-hmm. And this is your biological mother that you were, as opposed to your Perfect. stepmother. Right. Yes. So my biological mother, and that's when the hallucinations, they were very hard to control. And I could not handle them. So to me, in my state of mind, I thought that suicide was the solution to getting rid of those bad thoughts. And I tried to cut myself with whatever things I could find on my arm, my neck, to get rid of the pain and the hallucinations that I was having with my biological mother. And my stepmother, she didn't know what to do with me because, and she did not know how to help me because of the hallucinations and being that I was not using any kind of drugs and I wasn't even using any doctors prescribe medicine to cause hallucinations mm-hmm. so I, it wasn't like I was getting side effects for another uh, medicine that wasn't even my case mm-hmm. so that's what it, it was very tough for me and many times I thought suicide was the solution to my problem mm-hmm. yes and you were hospitalized and then you came out of the hospital and that's when I first saw you And I remember trying to work with you and trying to help you and recommending certain supplements. We probably were doing some energy work at that point with emotional freedom technique or EFT. And after working with you for a while and having you come in and not being able to follow the recommendations, at a certain point then I just had to let you go do your own thing. And so you left, you were handling things your way for, I think, a couple of years. And at some point, things turned around for you. So what happened to change your mind and allow you to be open to a holistic approach, maybe about a two-year break or about a year and a half later? I was hospitalized a couple of times in the psych, you know, I was taken to the hospital and then to a mental facility for a couple of times. And it wasn't something that I wanted for myself. And I could see my stepmother suffering because of me. And I wanted to do something to stop the pain, but I couldn't stop the pain for myself. And I was giving her pain. So That's when I came to the point where even just to give it a try, to give a try to your ways, to your ways of healing and your approach. And I said, wow, Dilcia, you don't have anything to lose. You're halfway dead. So what more can you lose? Mm. So let's give it a try. You know, that's why after a couple of times of really tough times and seeing how my stepmother was suffering, I gave myself a chance. 
Wow. It just seems so interesting to me that you were moved to help yourself, not because so much of your own personal drive, but you saw your stepmother suffering and you felt like you owed it to her to give it a try. Why is that? I'm just wondering, why weren't you saying, you know, I'm doing really badly. I need to do this for myself. What is it about your motivation to, I guess, lessen the suffering of your stepmother? Was it because in that state of mind, it's almost like you didn't care that you suffered or what was going on? Since I was already suffering for so long, it was becoming a norm for me to suffer. Mm. but not cause suffering to somebody that had given so much for me. I see. Okay. Yes. I remember that when you came back the second time, it was the end of 2005. So I had a couple more years under my belt in terms of my experience in holistic medicine, but it was quite an emergency when you first called me because you were having what we call as psychiatrists, rapid cycling bipolar symptoms. You were having mood swings several times during the day. And in fact, it was such an urgent matter that I remember we couldn't start with a methodical, you know, take your history again and all that kind of stuff. I just said, come on in, we're going to do some energy work. And then the next week we'll get your history. We'll see if we can get you better (laughs) right away. And I remember that I did my energy medicine and I remember that I focused on enzymes and I focused on bringing that energy to help you with enzyme function. It's funny how a holistic psychiatrist can remember certain things and forget other things, but I know I did that. The next week when you came back and we were ready to, you know, take your history and everything, I do remember that I was very surprised when you said that the rapid cycling had diminished quite significantly just from the energy work. So share with me what you remember of when you came in and your healing experience the second time you came back to work with me. Yes. And like you said, I do remember parts and I do don't remember some, but I do recall you telling me you were going to work with energy. And I thought, this is crazy. But I have nothing to lose. Let's try it. Yes, I remember our first encounter with the energy. Can you explain to me a little bit of what was happening? And I remember that first session just changing something inside me. And that's what made the difference to continue your work and continue letting you help me in that way, because I remember feeling the difference. That's one of the things that I do remember to this day, even so many years after Mm -hmm. 14, 15 years, (laughs) I can still remember that very first episode Mm -hmm. um, of the energy. Oh, wonderful. And I am still trying very hard to improve my energy work and make it better and better and trying to press its boundaries of what it can do. But I do remember that session with you because I was very delighted by the fact that the energy work was able to make a big shift for you alone without the supplements. I did recommend a few things, but it was too early in the treatment for the supplements to really make that much of a difference. 
So can you share just in general what you remember about the second time you came in to work with me, like the the stuff that we did together? The second time around, I recall going into your office and my mom bringing me and she saw it in me that I was somewhat excited to go see you. And I was actually looking forward to that time with you, to that session, something she had not seen before. But I knew what happened the first time. So I was looking forward to my second treatment. And so the second time I learned a little bit more about the energy treatment and the activities we did were amazing. The results that we got were amazing, even after just the second session. Mm. But I was very open. I was open to trying, not just thinking that you were crazy about (laughs) doing this approach. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So mental-wise, I was not thinking, yes, this woman is crazy. Who is this? Do you think she is? (laughs) No, I was more, yes, this is, I liked it. I like what this is. And I like what's doing to my body, how Mm -hmm. positively it's making me feel. That's great. My healing journey got better and better. And with the supplements and with the energy work that you did with me, it's just the mood swings got much better. Now, from what I can recall, they weren't as off before the treatment. They were a little bit better. And I could have a normal day-to-day without having those episodes that really messed my whole day so I was able to do more activities have a job yeah that's great so we worked for a few months and then you actually became really busy because you were about to get married and so in March of 2006 we finished working together which was like 15 years ago and I haven't really worked with you as a doctor with a patient since 2006. It would be interesting for us to know how you've been doing over the last 15 years, because I haven't really had you come back for treatment since then, and share what you think are important factors for maintaining your health. So over the 15 years, I basically been doing really well. I've been maintaining the normal, I would say a normal jobs. I work full time and mm-hmm. I have three boys. Mm-hmm. A husband would make the fourth boy, <laughs> but I also own a business, an entertainment wow. business. Wow. So it keeps me busy, very, very busy. But now what I do is I have learned to balance. And whenever I learn to also to listen to my body. If you put too much stress on your body, yes, your body will also react. To this day, every time I have too much stress and I listen to my body, my body speaks to me and you know, I do some energy work. Something that you taught me to this day is healing me. Wonderful. And I remember that 
in our conversation, you emphasized how important sleep is for maintaining your health. Can you say a little bit about that? I absolutely make sure I have plenty of rest because sleep, it's very, very important for your body's healing because your body heals and you do things to your body. When you do too much and you put too much stress on your body, you know, even a normal person that does not have bipolar, that does not deal with bipolar disorder has issues. And as that we have to deal with that, we do have issues. So we just have to learn to listen to the bodies, to our bodies. And so that's what I do. I balance my day-to-day life and I am more aware of what my body's telling me. It's interesting to me that you mentioned that because this was the same thing that another patient mentioned, that that was really important for his maintaining his health, his sleep. And I was talking with a neurofeedback clinician who talked about sleep being really important. He felt like it was because of the REM sleep, the dreaming that happens. Other clinicians say that when we sleep, we're detoxifying, you know, our body is clearing out the toxins. So it's so interesting that you've come to this wisdom about sleep. As a holistic psychiatrist, I noticed that sleep is the most sensitive indicator of a person's health. That if they are not sleeping, it's time for me to really think of that as a red flag and try to help them get back on track. Whereas maybe other clinicians may not think of it as a warning sign and they're just let patients go further and further down the road of relapse before they can pull them back from that edge. But I think sleep really is central and we don't really understand sleep. It's kind of mysterious to a lot of us. What you're saying matches what a lot of other people are saying as well. There was a time when I was working nighttime and my body was suffering. I was noticing episodes of mood swings and I kept noticing them more often when I was working in a nighttime shift. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I was able to say to myself, you know what, let me start working daytime. Let me find a job that will allow me to work daytime. So when I did the switch, I noticed the difference. Mm -hmm. I noticed how the mood swings were lessening and lessening for me. What kinds of things have you learned do have a negative impact on mental health? At least, and I can only speak for myself, for me, the negative impacts that brings to our sensitive mind frame when we are diagnosed with bipolar disorder, we have, have to have a balanced nutrition, definitely enough sleep for our bodies to rest, not just get sleep, it's for your body to feel rested in the morning and to avoid whatever situations, if possible, that make you feel anxious. Like for me, I go a lot to the beach and I go walking. I love my job. I had a job that it was stressful. I quit Mm -hmm. because it was also, you know, it's a balance. Mm -hmm. And so now what I do in my line of work, I love it. 
Mm-hmm. I love what I do in my business. I love what I do. Mm-hmm. So it brings me happiness. Wonderful. I think that that's also what I've learned as a holistic psychiatrist is that when people have jobs that they don't like and they're every day they go there and spend eight hours of their lives doing something they resent, it's very damaging to their health. And it makes it very hard for me to be able to help those individuals get off their psychiatric medications because it's just too much. Like it's hard to measure that level of stress, but that level of stress does eat up a lot of energy, positive energy. We have to learn to balance. We have to learn for me, it's and my main thing that I can tell whoever is going through this pathway that I went through is listen to your body. Listen to your body. Learn to listen. It's not something that you're going to learn to listen to your body just from one day to the next. No, no, it, it takes time and you have to work on it mm-hmm. and you cannot do it by yourself either. Mm-hmm. You can try so many things, but you do need a professional because I don't think I would have been able to do it without your guidance and your teachings by myself. Well. No. Well, I only helped you a very small period of time in your life, and it was very, only for a very short time. I think the rest of the stuff, you just had to learn for yourself, you know, what works for you and what helps you to stay healthy. So I think the rest of the stuff is really just all your work in terms of understanding how to create an environment and lifestyle that will keep you from feeling overstressed and undermining your health. So I think that those insights are really valuable. Do you have some insights you want to share about a holistic psychiatric approach to mental health versus more of a traditional psychiatric approach that would focus on psychotropic medications? To this day, and, you know, my before when my mom was forcing me to go Before coming to you, she was taking me to a regular psychiatrist that was giving me prescribed medicines, but they would give me so many side effects. It would help me with one, but it would give me two, three other side effects. And so that's why my mom decided in the first place to try the holistic approach. And to this day, even for my own children, I try to go holistic or more natural as possible. You have almost no side effects. Mm-hmm. You can only get positive in working your energy, your own natural energy. I have not experienced any side effects mm-hmm. like I did with any other medicines that I got when I was seeing another doctor, psychiatrist, for the same treatment, that did not work. Yeah, and side effects are often treated with more medication sometimes. So it just builds (laughs) builds on Yes, you get one medicine to treat something, and then it's a cycle. It's such a cycle that you get one medicine to treat one thing, and then you get another medicine to treat the side effects of that medicine, And so forth and so forth. I mean, you end up with so many bottles of medicine on your medicine cabinet that 
you get to a point where you don't know why you're taking on, you know, or which medicine is causing the side effects. Yeah, that's true. And with a holistic approach, no, because there is no chemicals going into your body. And so it was, that's why the experience for me, it was phenomenal. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I, I think that that's something that causes a lot of people to come to me because they just don't do well with medications. Most people try the medications first because that's more the traditional approach and that's the approach that is touted as being the best. And so they try it and then they have side effects. And because of the side effects, then they end up looking for another solution. So yeah, I think definitely I, I love the holistic approach because it's just supporting the body's natural processes rather than try to micromanage everything and using medications to try to change the body. My last question to you today is what advice do you want to give to others who are newly diagnosed with bipolar disorder? Just like if you were talking to someone like you back when they're in high school and, you know, and they've encountered a serious mental health issue, they were kind of skipping along in life. And all of a sudden there's this huge catastrophic event in their lives. What kind of advice would you give them? My advice to them, and I've been there. And so my advice to them would be to seek help and to see a professional and to seek it more natural way. Because the side effects sometimes give you more side effects and more side effects. And the cycle never stops. And you have to do something because it does not get better. Mm -hmm. If you let it go thinking tomorrow's another day, maybe it's going to get better without doing anything. It does not get better. It only gets worse. Because that was what I was thinking back then. Oh, you know, this was just a bad day. Tomorrow it's a new day. It's going to be much better. No, it is not. It does not get better without the proper help. And as I said, I did try many, many medicines, many over-the-counter. I try different doctors prescribe different things. I tried drinking them with water. I tried drinking them with alcohol. I tried the different doses, even different from what the doctor gave me. I tried mixing. I did all of that. And nothing made me feel much better like the energy did. I use it. And I love my life now. And I did try many times to commit suicide because I didn't know what else to do. I didn't know who to go to for help. I didn't know who to speak with. Back then, the internet wasn't so readily available like it is today, like this wonderful podcast and all the research that has been done. So my resources were very minimal back then, but it is possible. It is absolutely possible with the right medicine with the right approach, natural approach to have a normal life. I've been 
not to say I do get anxious once in a while, but then I learn, hey, my body, I listen to my body. And so, as I said, I do some things for me now. And I do them for me now because my mom knows that I'm doing well. And so now I do it for me and try to do it because it's good. It's good to feel good. It's mm-hmm. good to get up and have a normal day, normal happy day, not to be all grouchy and giving everybody a hard time. It is not good. And I work for a school and they love me. <laughs> <laughs> they adore me mm-hmm. and I love them back. Mm-hmm. I love them back and the kids just I mean Christmas time I get so many presents for the kids because I am they said that I am the most patient person wow. <laughs> they said that I am this kind of person that loves to help everybody it is always calm never gets agitated mm-hmm. <laughs> something to the contrary mm-hmm. what I used to be yeah what I used to be. So I am very well loved in the community and I help a lot of people, a lot of people. And I help a lot of young people in my own school mm-hmm. because I tell them how and what I went through. Mm-hmm. And I speak to them from experience mm-hmm. and they can see it when they're in that deep hole that they don't know where to go, what to do, and think that suicide is the only way out. I tell them it is not. Mm. I've been there. I experienced those feelings. I look at me now and they don't Mm. believe me that I am who I am. And I went through that road. I'm like, yes. And I had this wonderful doctor that (laughs) helped me. Her name is Dr. Lee. Uh And so I tell them about you. Many years have passed Mm -hmm. since I last saw you. And I, to this day, your work made a big difference in me and it is making what you did with me. It is, it did not only help me, it is helping a lot of young people and not, and not just young people, even people that are older than I am. I'm helping because of what you did. Um, And I tell them about your work. And so what you did back then, it made a big difference, big, big difference in the community because you (laughs) helped me and I am able to help others now. Wow. That's just my idea of the happiest thing that could happen to a doctor. That's amazing. And I'm glad that you were able to share your light and share how well you're doing and how you're helping others. Because to me, that's the whole point of healing is to help you, you know, magnify your potential and allow you to be a positive influence in the world and everyone that you touch. And hopefully with the podcast, we're going to be able to broaden your influence by sharing your wonderful journey with other people. One thing I I do want to bring up is we were talking about church and you mentioned that one of the things that was really helpful for you at the end of 2005, when we started working together is that you started to go to church. And I feel like I wanted to bring that up because 
I'm starting to understand that there is a spiritual component to mental health and that we shouldn't ignore the spiritual component. We should try to connect ourselves to that divine source, uh, whatever people want to call it. You could be Christian, you can be Baptist, you can be Jewish or whatever background, Hindu, whatever background. But it, if you can connect your light to a beautiful idea of love, unconditional love and power and truth, that can be extremely helpful. Can you tell me about what you learned about the spiritual aspects of healing? Thank you for bringing that up. Yes. I did seek out and I had a wonderful guide that really guided me to a special place, a church, that she would take me there. It was one of my old managers that I had in one of my jobs. Mm -hmm. She would pay me to go to church with her. She was also willing to help me and she saw the, the love that I had for life. But because of the struggle with my bipolar, she saw the need in me. And it made also a difference in me, too, because I was able to connect to a spiritual world. And I don't know, it's hard to explain it the way I felt about the whole approach of going to church and seeing you and what big difference it made in my life and it supplied me with the base to become who I have become and I believe that I have become a great human being mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and so I think that that's something that we can't ignore because sometimes we go to a psychiatrist and they think that everything can be fixed with a prescription medication. And I, I feel like as a holistic psychiatrist, I'm learning so much about how it's a community and we need that social support. We need to understand and appreciate that sometimes when a person puts themselves in a, let's say a night shift work, or if they put themselves in a work that they hate where they're stressed out all the time, no pill can fix that. And a psychiatrist needs to understand that because we're almost conditioned to believe that we know everything, we can fix everything, here's the medication. And I think it's dangerous too for a holistic psychiatrist to think that everything can be fixed with a pill too. Like here's a vitamin C, here's a vitamin E. If you take it, everything is going to be okay. I don't think so. I think we need to respect health is created through many channels. And we do need to have everyone be connected to a supportive community, supportive family. And that makes it very successful as well. Absolutely. And to also for the community, for people that are struggling, to not just think that one or two sessions will do it. And it's going to be like magic. No, we need to expect, you know, to work for what we want to accomplish. Not just expect for our doctors to do everything for us with a magic pill. Mm. or a magic one session or two sessions. Mm. No, 
no, it's not that you're going to go see a doctor one day, do a session, and you're going to be feeling like you're Superman or Superwoman. <laughs> no, well, it doesn't here's work the like thing. That. Talking with you, it helps us understand the process so much better because even if there was a doctor with a magic wand and they tap you on the head and you're doing perfectly well, you still have the rest of the life uh, of your life to live. And every moment is going to be affected by one's personal choices and how you handle it. Do you listen to your body? Do you not listen to your body? So the rest of the journey is still up to the person. And if that person hasn't worked to acquire certain skills, then they're, they're just thrown back into the same stressors and they will get sick again because they don't yes. know how to intervene at the right times with the right tools. Correct. Yes. You have to be willing. You have to be willing to feel better, to get better. Because no matter what others do for you, if you don't do for yourself and you don't love yourself enough to want to get better, no matter how much, how many sessions, how many magic pills you get, you will not get better. Right. And I think that that's something that's very hard for people to swallow when medicine conditions us to think that the bipolar medication can be treated with the bipolar med. The depression can be treated with an antidepressant. Each seems to match so perfectly in terms of at least the words and the labels. But I think there is a lot of work involved in healing that goes deeper than that. I'm not saying that medications aren't helpful at times and that maybe even necessary at times, but it's just the very beginning of the healing process. There's so much that a person can gain from learning through their experiences illness being just one of them, we can think of the illness as teaching us important lessons. And if you just want the teacher to go away and you think, well, I'm going to get my A in this lesson or this class by cheating, you know, like here's my pill and it's going to be taking all my tests for me. And I'm going to get my A and then I'm going to graduate from this class and move on in life. It's not going to happen because you don't have the fundamental I guess, skills that you needed to have gotten from that class. Absolutely. I do agree. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Dilcia, for sharing your wisdom and sharing your experiences with us. I think we've covered so many important points. I am so happy for you that we can reconnect and that you're doing so well. And I hope that you will continue to do well and that you'll continue to share your light with so many people who look to you as a great example in their lives. Thank you oh. for the opportunity for this journey, not just for me, but for others. And I hope that we can be light to somebody out there that is needing to be lighted in their dark road that they're going through. Thank so you. Thank you. Well, thank you too, because you just made my day and um, made me so happy that something that we can think of as even our basic understanding of functional and energy medicine could make such a lasting difference in someone's life and result in kind of a ripple effect that can have so many positive consequences. So I hope that the people who listen today will have learned some important points, which is that 
even with a basic understanding of nutrition and energy medicine, things that you can probably find on my website, that a lot of good can come from that, that can be very lasting and very positive. And I hope you'll take advantage of that because there's so much information online nowadays that can be very helpful, meditation, exercises that can be very helpful as well. And I hope that you'll take advantage of them. So I hope you've enjoyed the experience today on our podcast and today's content. Please subscribe to this weekly podcast for more informative insights on holistic psychiatry. And also please subscribe to my holistic updates on my website, holisticpsychiatrist.com for wonderful stories and developments for my holistic practice and where you'll find links to all my social media platforms. Until next time, let's keep building our well-being from the thought up and have a wonderful, joyful week. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. The content provided by this podcast is for informational purposes only and has not been approved by the US FDA. This podcast is not intended to provide personal medical advice, which should be obtained from a medical professional. An ironic media production. Visit us at ironicmedia.com.